We saw Justin Herbert looking visibly upset correcting his teammates on Sunday against the Packers, and it's another step in his continued development of leadership, and it feels like Justin Herbert is finally taking over this football team. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first lesson today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, we got to talk about Justin Herbert snapping and then taking control of that offense. And then we got to talk about would the Chargers be better off with Zay Flowers over Quentin Johnston? And could this possibly be the last time we see Joey Bosa play for the Chargers this season? Oh, there's a lot of tough buyer sells on this show, I'll tell you that. And also, just, you know, did the Chargers show us on Monday? that Brandon Staley is not going to get fired this season. I think that has to get talked about too. But today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. David, one of the things that seemed to be a common sentiment around Chargers Twitter and just Chargers social media in general was seeing Justin Herbert get mad and, and people saying, I want more of that, right? And it was nice. A very visceral reaction after a delay of game penalty late in that game when the crunch time was happening, right? Justin Herbert kind of snapped a little bit. And I think this is the buy or sell here today as we buy or sell the biggest Charger storylines and overreactions. We need to see more mad Justin Herbert. I'm buying it, and and I'm and it kind of re- it brings me back to when Philip Rivers had it's full control thing, over sure. the Chargers' offense, yeah. and when he was getting on his offensive lineman for for messing up and making a mistake. And this was you know something that happened in a similar nature, where you know they had a delay of game penalty because they didn't get the ball to Justin Herbert when he wanted, and he was visibly upset about it, and he let his offensive lineman know, he let everybody know, and I think that's just another sign of Justin Herbert taking control of the offense and taking control of this football team. This is from Timo Risk uh, from PFF. He said after that, he scrambled for 11 yards and then threw two lasers for touchdowns. The second one was actually caught. So Justin Herbert uh, was very, very angry, and then he turned into Super Herbo and did what Justin Herbert does, which, of course, that was in lieu to the highest PFF grade of the week by a lot, 932 PFF grade for Justin yeah. Herbert, who was truly phenomenal, and PFF agreed. Yeah, when it shows how many people are telling on themselves, I mean, in their reactions and overreactions on yeah. this buy or sell day on you know social media, on all big sporting platforms, anyone you see blaming Justin Herbert or just talking about, hey, Justin Herbert can't get it done again, shows how much they didn't watch because if there was anyone Seriously. who put his team in the position to win more than enough times on Sunday, it was Justin Herbert. And I mean, the Chargers... 
if they just caught all the balls that Justin Herbert threw their way, would have blown the Packers out on this one just about. It would have been a, a, a double-digit win for them. So how yeah. do you make him Matt Herbert every game? I say give him a whole list of Emmanuel Acho tweets and make them make him read those before <laughs> every game. I mean, I know that would get me fired up. But it's also kind of ironic, too, right? Because it's like you're kind of hoping for bad things to happen so you can see Justin Herbert get out there and, you know, slam the ball and, you know, do all those things like and, and show that kind of leadership. But it is what Philip Rivers, what we always loved him for, right? Like it's just that passion, man. You just don't see it a lot. From you saw Justin. how much he cared. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, exactly. and Justin, it's like, you know, we've always told you, Hey, you can tell in certain kind of flashes how competitive this dude is. Yeah. I mean, there was a run he had last week where there was a stare down afterwards. I think Steve put that, that out, right? Just look back like, Oh, you want to try to tackle me, bro? Like, come on. Yeah. You know, one of those <laughs> kind of things. And it's nice to see, but I do think, you did see Justin Herbert take another level of control on this offense last week because when things weren't working out offensively, when his receivers were dropping, you know, dimes put right in their chest, like he's like, you know what? I'm just going to run for it, right? Yeah. I'm going to be decisive. I'm going to go pick up first downs with my legs. And it was a totally different version. There was a version of Justin Herbert that was decisive and would start to run. Yeah. And he would slide after about three yards or even behind the line of scrimmage sometimes because he was so. You know, I think trained last year not to put the ribs in any danger this sure. year, not to put that left middle finger in any danger. Understandably. Rightfully so, exactly. But at the same time, though, you're not seeing that. This has put no. the team even more on my back, Justin Herbert. This is, I'm going to scream. It's, it's Mahomes-esque, right? Because that's yeah. what Mahomes does. When the things aren't there, how he always ends up frustrating other teams is he finds it, a way to pick it up with his legs, right? And, and he that, can, we've seen that so many times. And he can do it. He had 73 rushing yards in this game. And, you know, we saw it even in the last game when he was stiff-arming stiff defenders and, yeah. you know, getting them out of his way. Like, a lot of people forget. Like, I mean, I saw Justin Herbert up up close in person. Six foot six, 250. The, he has every yeah. bit of it. He has yeah. every bit of it. He is He's incredibly athletic. Yeah. He is a, a beast. And so whenever he runs the football... Um, he's uh, deceptively athletic, I think, to the defense. They don't really expect him to be able to take off take off like that and be able to create those extra yards, but he can do it. And also, I think it's one of the best signs of Justin Herbert finally feeling a lot closer to himself uh, um, health-wise. Yeah, I think so, too. And I just think that for this team and for the fan base, right, like that's what people want to see. Like yeah. People like that about the Joe Burrows and the Patrick Mahomes, yeah. how they wear their heart on their sleeves sometimes. Absolutely. And I've always contended that, you know, Justin Herbert always being the same guy is good. Always yeah. being even keeled is good. Except for I saw him go Super Saiyan after he got mad and make some incredible throws. The first yeah, one that did. Timo Riss was talking about was to Stone Smart, like between three dudes, and it actually still should have been a touchdown. The tight yeah. window he fitted to a Keenan Allen was insane. But Justin yeah, that Herbert, was beautiful. I mean, after, you know, doubted by a bunch, and we said it, it feels like it happens every year. People start doubting him. He gets hurt, and then he comes out, and he looks like an MVP. He's been the best quarterback in the league the last couple of weeks, and that's it. Like, that's that's all it is, and he's not. Yep. He doesn't have a lot of weapons at his disposal, down two of his top three receivers and his top tight end. Yeah, he's playing playing with weeks, Erickson so. and Bynum on Sunday exactly. with, with Simi Fehoko as well, his and Quentin know, three Johnston. of his five And we'll have receivers. time to get to him, right? Quentin yeah. Johnston will be later. But let's get to this buy or sell here, David, because the Chargers, as we see it right now, recording this Monday night, did not fire Brandon Staley. That's something you were in favor of last night. But this is the buy or sell. The Chargers showed Monday that they won't fire Brandon Staley for the rest of the season. Yeah, I have to buy it, unfortunately, um, because, you know, and, and we, we should have never, like, expected them to really fire him because 
They don't fire head head coaches in the middle of the season. Sure. They haven't done it since. It was an uh, emotional, you know, you know, show last night. Of course, you know, it was like for I, sure. But it's just the culmination of of all of the frustration that we've experienced over the the course of the last three seasons. You know, just with expect, and especially I think just heightened so much this this season because your expectations were so sky high, and yeah. they have not even come close to sniffing them this season and and it's been a, a huge uh, underwhelming you know season for them they haven't been able to beat good teams you know the, they're uh, one and four against teams that have a plus 500 record and also have losses to the titans and of course the packers their right. latest loss uh with teams those are the under ones that are going to kill them yeah yeah i mean the, the, you gotta you have to take care of business you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat and be able to at least steal one or two from the the, the really good teams in the league but the chargers have not been able to do that at all they only got some decent wins against the jets and bears and honestly looking back on it in retrospect those wins are, are honestly kind of hollow at this moment in time yeah, those are bad wins or bad teams that they beat, and we know they can beat bad teams. But the problem is, is they haven't been able to consistently beat the bad teams enough to keep them in the playoff hunt while also not being able to beat the good teams. But I think yeah. the sentiment that rubs me the wrong way, and I mean, I would buy this too. Maybe I don't think it's going to happen. I, but it, it's hard for me to buy it because I'll tell you this. like If the Chargers go get smoked 42-17 to 17 against the Ravens on Sunday and they yeah. suffer that national kind of embarrassment to fall to 4-7, and seven, does that do it? I don't know. But you have guys, you know, Ian Rappaport, a very respected reporter, one of the top newsbreakers in the NFL, kind of shilling for this team and for Brandon Steely right now. I know they have the same agent, right? But, like, his quotes about it being a fine defense and him being – Brandon Steely being one of the best defensive coaches in the, of the in the league and, <laughs> like, also just saying, you know, like, hey, reporters, it's not your job to, you know, report to the fan base or ask questions for the fan base, like – it just seemed way what? off base and out of touch. I know they have the same agent still. You're supposed who, to be unbiased. Who, who pays your paychecks, buddy? Yeah, the fans. No. What well, are you like, thinking? Well, I mean, who else would it be for, right? Like, what yeah, else are the reporters I mean, there for other than to serve the fan base of this, you know, gigantic, gargantuan league? Like, that is what it's for, right? Absolutely. Is a national embarrassment enough? Brand Staley's out here saying he still thinks they're in the mix for the playoffs, and that's what's so frustrating, right? Is the AFC does feel so wide open. And you still don't feel like the Chargers have a chance. And maybe it would have felt different if a ball goes a little bit differently on Sunday and Quentin Johnson potentially changes his season with a game-winning touchdown. We're going to talk about something that's hard to talk about. Would the Chargers be better with Zay Flowers, who they're going to see this weekend, or Quentin Johnston? And should they feed Quentin Johnston anyways? Coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and get hyped for the fun you're going to have. Right now, guys, there are still plenty of tickets available for Sunday Night Football. I know, you know, it's it's tough with the Chargers doing what they're doing, but you can save some money right now with game time. You can know you're getting the best price, and just go on there, see the view from the seats you could have in that game, and think about Sunday night football under the bright lights. It should still be a lot of fun, and it is a great experience, especially SoFi Stadium is crazy. I mean, it's a nuts place if you haven't gone. But with zone deals, you can also pick a section, and game time picks the seats, and you can get an average discount of 18% savings. They will always save you money, and since you listen to this show, you can save even more because if you download the game time app and create an account, you can use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account. Redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I also need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? And also, do you ever feel like the holiday season is a little bit tougher for you? I know that I do. I mean, going and seeing family that I haven't seen in a lot of time in a long time is something that I struggle with, especially having those conversations, even just simple things like trying to catch up in my life and having a bunch of people ask me what's going on and everything right now, especially with the baby. I've felt it a lot. And one thing that has helped me, especially in this season, is therapy. And if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, please give BetterHelp a try because you won't regret it. I mean, with therapy, the one thing it helps you do outside of just being able to get in contact with someone when you need to, you don't have to have a set schedule. You don't have to drive somewhere, right? You can get it right in your own home and you can find the right fit for you as far as the doctors go. But the other thing is, is them giving you the tools to deal with your things on a day-to-day life when they're not there, right? And that's what the most important thing is to me is, hey, when I do go up and visit my family for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I will have the tools to realize and kind of put things into context. Hey, this is a good thing, right? And I, I'm glad I'm getting to see these people and I love these people. Therapy helps me with all of that. So visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and you can get 10% off your first month. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. David, let's continue getting into this buy or sell here because we have a lot of good ones still, including a tough one. David, because I know a lot of Chargers fans have lamented the pick of Quentin Johnson, and that has never reached a more fever pitch than it has after the last game, dropping potentially the game-winning touchdown, dropping a chance to keep that game alive, and he took accountability for it, but now they get to play the guy that went right after. The Chargers go up against Zay Flowers, who was our guy in the draft, right, and now we've kind of seen these guys with a sample size of 10 and 11 games. The Chargers would be better if they drafted Zay Flowers by or so. I mean, it's it's a buy for me. I mean, it's just the, the type of dynamic player that I wanted, that you wanted, that we both wanted in this offense. A guy that has true you know, game-breaking speed, agility, quickness, and then you just look at the numbers and then, then you're even more reminded of that fact. 53 catches, 588 yards, a touchdown, but here's the, the big kicker here. Five catches of 25-plus yards already this season for Zay Flowers. You know how many catches Quentin Johnston has? One of over 20-plus. That's it. That is yeah, He has one 20-yard catch. <laughs> one 20-yard yeah. catch that he has produced all season long. So, unfortunately, these two players were both very dynamic yards-after-catch receivers in college football. But so far, only one of those has translated to the NFL. Yeah, I'd buy it. I mean, at least for right now, it's the guy that we wanted, of course, right? And I mean, I was part of the people saying, hey, this guy looked really good at training camp. And I know it's incredibly frustrating to hear Brandon Staley talk about, you know, Quentin Johnson making catches in training camp where he had a couple of really bad practices, too, where the drops were obviously an issue. I don't think Quentin Johnson's going to drop the ball as much as we've seen, especially over the last couple of weeks. I do think it's going to get somewhat better. But if you're talking about immediate impact players how could you argue with it right because you can talk about quentin johnson and what he will be right which is still a different conversation and we don't know what that finished product is going to look like yet or when he gets close to it right what we do know is that zay flowers is able to come in and make an immediate impact this year he's a better route runner creates more separation already and he's also an elite player with the ball in his hands which is what quentin johnson is it feels like the chargers Thought, okay, hey, we know what we get in Quentin Johnson, but we could also get a jump ball guy. We could also just get a straight-up vertical over-the-catch type of receiver, which just, that never is what Quentin Johnson was. Like, if you watch the tape, that's not what he is, right? He's a short, catching slants, catching easy routes, getting the ball in his hands, not making him do too much. 
and let then him, let him let do him his work create. after the catch. Yeah. Zay Flowers is giving you more than that, right? Like yeah. Zay Flowers is ready to play now. Quentin Johnson right. is a project, and maybe that felt okay when you had Josh Palmer and Mike Williams, and he wasn't expected to have as big of a role. But if you're talking about guys that could help you this season with a team who has a championship, you know, aspirational type of window right now, Zay Flowers is the bigger immediate impact. What those two players will end up being. Who knows? Yeah, we'll but see. It, Zay Flowers has a huge head start on it. So that's right. This is going to sound crazy, but David, I think the Chargers still need to continue to feed Quentin Johnson, even given his struggles. So that's the buy or sell today. The Chargers need to continue to feed Quentin Johnson, even after the brutal drop we saw last week. Yeah, it's a hundred percent buy. I mean, you have to. I mean, you not you don't really have many other uh, other options. Like I mentioned, you had Terrell Bynum and you had Erickson and you had Simi Fihoko playing wide receiver for you behind Keenan yeah. Allen and Quentin Johnston. And you don't know when you're going to get Josh Palmer back. So Quentin Johnston is going to be featured. He is going to get a ton of targets. And, you know, for him, Quentin Johnston, like you said, he did take accountability for the drops. But the only thing that Q can do is get back out there, get, you know, there before practice, catch a ton of passes off of the jugs machine, catch a ton of balls over his shoulder, practice those be able to you know get those hands sharp and put in the extra work like Josh Palmer did with with Justin Herbert to create yeah. that chemistry to create that bond and to be able to sure up your hands and so with Q I think the one thing to rem- remember for everybody out there is you know the progression uh, is is rarely linear okay you know your 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 progression from you know the beginning of your career to the end you're going to have ups you're going to have downs not everybody translates to the NFL immediately that progress is going to take time for certain players i know it's frustrating because he's a first round pick and you want that immediate uh, production right yeah. now i understand it but he is under contract for 5 seasons 4 years and a 5th year option so there's a lot of time and you got to kind of be a little bit patient with Q so, you know, he can go out there and, and get better. And to his credit, man, you know, after the game, he took responsibility for it. I mean, I don't yeah. know what else you do there. Like, you know, right. I mean, I guess as opposed to like, not hey, talking to the media, right? Maybe the ball is a little overthrown or something. I don't know what he could have said. Right. But nah. like, he said lack of concentration was part of it. Right. He, there are videos going around where it does look like he kind of slowed up on the route as well. Didn't think the ball was going to come to him. It still was right. a perfect throw. It was. Uh, you know. I think, yeah, I mean, they have to continue to feature him because who else do they have, first of all, like you talked about, right? But I do think that also he can bring something to the table offensively when used yeah. correctly, and we saw that, right? You have the yeah. little option pass I talked about yesterday where, you know, Justin Herbert kind of sprint out to the right, quickly get it off to Quentin Johnston once you make that second-level defender kind of commit to you as yeah. the ball carrier, right? And what did he do? Immediately got upfield and had a nice gain. So keep getting creative in the way you use him. But, like, at this point in the season, at four and six, wear this dude out with targets if you yes. have to, right? And and kind of it's trial by fire at this point, and, and yeah. we'll know a lot more by the end of the season. Like, hey, there's a chance it doesn't work out, right? We talk about, yeah. hey, his progression, stuff like that. Is this the time to call it? Absolutely not, no. right? But that is, an, uh, that is a possibility. Like, he has a lot of places he has to improve, and I think, yeah. you know, there, there's still the ch- chance the Chargers get a good offensive player, right, with Quentin Johnston. We have to see it, though. And I do yeah. think if there was one thing that I appreciated from Brandon Staley in his press conference, right, defending his young receiver, right, didn't yeah. hang him out to dry and brought it back. He did hang out Austin Eckler to dry, but talking about the red zone fumble and, you know, some yep, other guys. sure did. 
But with Quentin Johnson, I think he handled that the right way. I think that's how you have to do it as a head coach, right? And take yeah. the blame off of a kid who probably feels like the whole world's crashing down on him right now. I know people also got mad that I said I felt bad for him. They're humans, right? And I know everyone's yeah. like, oh, you make millions of dollars, whatever. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Yeah, All but, these guys. I mean, you, you really think that they don't feel it? Like, they don't feel it when they mess up, when they when they don't make the play? You don't feel like they have the all money that doesn't weight. make it any easier to sleep. No, it, of course they do. Of yeah. course they do. Yeah, and I get it. You know, the fans are reacting emotionally after an emotional game. And we had an as, emotional as did yesterday. We. Yeah. You know, and I totally get that. I don't blame people for that. But yeah, did I say I felt bad for him? Yeah, I do. That sucks. Everyone yeah. knows, no matter what they say, hey, was he the whole reason they lost? No. no. Could he have won them the game right there? Yes. Absolutely. And that's a hard pill for a rookie to swallow. But it is. another hard pill to swallow for us was watching Joey Bosa get off to the sideline limping, crawling off to the sideline, getting carted off. Not as bad as maybe originally we thought it was, but Brandon Staley says he's likely headed to IR. Will this be the last time we see him? Will we see him this season? Will we see him in Chargers Bolts ever again? We're going to talk about that, David, coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys, though, to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That means you can go big, the, pick the biggest favorite that week, right? 14-point favor, whatever it is. As long as that team wins, you win. You're in the money. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders and much more. I always like the anytime touchdown scores, but this might surprise people. The Chargers are opening up as only four-point underdogs next week against the Ravens, or this week, right? Sunday night football. FanDuel thinks it's going to be close, right? So maybe it will be a little closer than we think it is right now, but I'm telling you one thing. I would be hammering the Ravens with that number right now, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. But you guys can get in on all the NFL action visiting fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. David, I want to continue this by yourself by talking about Joey Bosa and also talking about Drew Tranquil, who made some plays on Monday Night Football that has the Chargers fans in their feelings. Obviously, you know, watching another, you know, a Chargers, former Chargers player go on doing good things but i do want to tell everyone about something really cool that's going on with locked on right now because they have launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sport stories around the nfl and the rest of the sports leagues with the way that only the locked on local experts can do so go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel david we all saw what happened to Joey Bosa, and he is a very divisive figure in Chargers fan base, right? And the social media, especially, you know, the blow up last season after he had returned and had that season end the way that it did in the Jaguars game. And this season, a little banged up early in the year, came back. I thought has been playing actually pretty well, right? But yeah. we see him leave the last game. He gets carted to the locker room. Now we know it's a foot sprain for him, but Brandon Steele says he's likely headed to IR. So we'll start here. Joey Bosa will play again this season by or so. Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really tough one. I, I, and honestly, There'll be part, three games left. That's an important part of this, right? Yeah. Like, you'd have to miss the next four games no matter what. And there's seven games left, so it would be coming back for the final three. And, and and a part of me feels like, you know, if the Chargers are completely eliminated and out of it, like, they, they probably won't bring him back. And, and I've always been a guy that if you're healthy, you should be out there and you should play. But, you know, we have to factor that into the equation. But I think we bring in, bring it into, you know, what Joey Bosa has done 
so so far this year he's been a, a darn good football player for the Chargers. I mean, yeah, given the the blowups and everything that happened last year, but this year he's been good. He had a seventy point seven run defense grade and eighty point three pass rush grade. Like he's been really solid. Twenty tackles, six tackles for loss, six and a half sacks, twenty four pressures generated. Joey Bosa has been great for the Chargers. He's you know he's been you know back to you know his kind of you know close to dominant self, but. I think I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that we're going to see Joey Bosa back um, this season, and and unfortunately with the contract situation, it might be the last time we see him in Lightning Bolts. Also, buy or sell then. Buy or sell that then. Are you are you selling the fact that he will play for the Chargers again? Yeah, I'm, uh, no, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I, I think this is. I think this might be. The, I think this is the end. Yeah, I think this is the end for for the Chargers and and Joey Bosa. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, I think when people think about this, they don't really grasps the full context of the contract because the thing about Joey Bosa is he's not only under contract through 2024 he's yeah. under contract through 2025 right so yeah. that's 22 million dollars in dead cap next dead cap next year and also an additional like seven million dollars in dead cap in 2025 we will see what the combination of Thule and Khalil Mack looks like for the rest of the season obviously Khalil Mack's older but has played in every game since he's been a charger yeah, he's and been that playing has out be. of his mind this year too. yeah he's been he's been great I mean it, it's you know six sacks in one game obviously right of course but like he's been pretty consistently one of their best defensive players which is your asking yeah, him to do I mean you're paying both too. guys to be you know game wrecking type of players yeah contract wise it's easier to get out of Khalil Max next year. They would save yeah. more money next year when they have more money to you know lose to get under the cap. It, it's going to be interesting. I, I I think I would sell that he plays this season because I don't think the Chargers are going to be in it with three games left, and I don't yeah. know what the point of it would be trying to get him as healthy as possible. Right. And, and, I mean, this is a dude who's, what, 28 years old? So, like, yeah. there's still potentially good seasons ahead of him, but it's just like at this point, you know, uh, five different seasons where he's missing at least four yeah, games. Yeah, but I, say, I don't think he's your your, your, your typical 28-year-old just with all the injuries. He's not. And no, and we'll see, you know. you know, how he comes back from this. But I think it being a sprain as opposed to something that's going to require surgery, especially is, feet that he's already had to, you know, had news. worked on, it, it is good news and it keeps his likelihood of being able to be, you know, most of his healthy self to start 2024 if the Chargers go in that direction. But they'd yeah. have to eat a huge cap the next couple of years. We'll see who the coaches, we'll see who the front office yeah, I mean, that's are a fair at that point, point too. Yeah. Let's get to this by ourselves. A lot of players, people saw that Drew Tranquil was making some plays for the Chiefs on Sunday or on Monday night football against the Eagles in a game that the Chiefs ended up losing, which is always fun to see. <laughs> Chiefs haven't scored in three straight second halves. I mean, I they're love way it. worse against the Chargers in the second half, too. Something going on there, but they still only three losses on the season. But Drew Tranquil definitely had Chargers fans feeling nostalgic on Monday night, and this is the buy or sell here today, David. The Chargers should have kept Drew Tranquil. Yeah, I'm going to buy it, uh, and 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 it's because of the 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 contract value disparity between the two players. I think when you look at their stats, they're, so they're, you, they're pretty. Talk about which two players you're talking about, right? Yeah, so we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Eric Hendricks. Hendricks. Yes, okay. instead of Eric Hendricks okay. and, and and Drew Tranquil, which is pretty much what the decision was for the Chargers in the offseason. It's like you know they decided to move move on from Drew Tranquil, and they you know immediately pretty much signed you know uh, Eric Hendricks to the two year contract. So Eric Hendricks' two year contract is two years, thirteen point two five million, and Drew Tranquil's contract is one year, three million. Drew Trinkle's stats, 49 tackles, four sacks, five, uh, two forced fumbles, 25 stops, um, and against the, the past 25 receptions on 32 targets. Eric Hendricks, 
you know, it's been 56 tackles, 17 stops, but against the pass, it's 30 receptions on 36 targets for 347 yards allowed. So, I mean, just with those stats, I mean, comparably against the run, not so much comparably against the pass and the contract disparity, I mean, huge disparity between these two players. And given the fact that Drew Tranquil is a younger football player, uh, I definitely would have rathered the Chargers kept Drew Tranquil. Yeah, and I mean, all I said was should have kept him, right? Didn't mean instead of Eric Hendricks, but that's basically what it is, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing that you're not mentioning there, though. Drew Tranquil is still terrible against the run, and the Chargers' run yeah, defense has been way better without him, right? We True. saw what Kenneth Murray and Drew Tranquil looked like as far as run defense <laughs> goes, and there haven't been a lot of other changes in that front seven. Right? The yeah. Chargers have been much better. He's been bad defending the run. has been really covered up by a lot of really, really good, solid defenders that they have there. He's part of a yeah. much bigger unit. And yeah. right, and like the thing is, I think that Dayon Henley, if they wanted to go that direction, could bring some of the things I agree. that Drew Tranquil brings in coverage, I whereas agree. Eric Hendricks has been a godsend for the Chargers in run defense. Maybe yeah. he isn't what he used to be on the perimeter as far as getting sideline to sideline. But yeah. I think, I mean, that man has dramatically improved the Chargers run defense and they've been great outside of one game this season so yeah I, I'm selling it I think okay. Drew Tranquil is a good player I think the Chargers lose I mean if it was Drew Tranquil or Kenneth Murray I think the best combo is probably Eric Hendricks and Drew Tranquil next yeah that's other, probably right? true yeah, probably yeah not an Ying option for them yeah. but like Kazir White playing well to me yeah. with the Cardinals too like the Chargers have let go of guys having career years at that position but Drew Tranquil still has the same issues and the Chargers run defense is a thousand times better without him I, 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 you know, I don't think the Chargers ever thought about bringing Drew Tranquil back if we're going nope. based on what Daniel Popper told us, right? But, like, yeah. I think it's, you know, a little bit of selective kind of missing of Drew Tranquil. I mean, I think sure. in coverage, he's been better than both of the Chargers linebackers. Yeah. But as a run defender, he's much worse. As a blitzer, he's much better. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get it, you know. But, like, Eric Hendricks has helped the Chargers run defense. I like Drew Tranquil a lot. But I still think that you'd probably still have a lot of the same run defense issues this year had they brought him back to be that starter next to Kenneth Murray. And maybe Kenneth Murray is a bigger problem. Conversation for another day. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show. Programming note, we will not have a show tomorrow because me and David are going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with our families. And that's the best day that it works this week. So we can still bring you crossover Thursday and bring you our keys for success for the Ravens game on Friday. So we will be back with you guys with crossover Thursday in a couple of days to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Lockdown LAC, on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you watch on YouTube, make sure to go subscribe to the podcast anyways. If you listen to the podcast, check us out on YouTube one of these days. We appreciate all of you guys giving us a gigantic show for our post game show after a really really tough loss we appreciate the bolt fam so thank you guys we will make sure we get a fan mail show for you guys to show our appreciation soon but we will be talking to you guys on crossover thursday so make sure you guys are back here for that have a great thanksgiving everyone until then take it easy and go bolts